Welcome to Simply Tour, where we have raw and uncut conversations about mental health that all listeners can learn from. I am your host, Tora White, and I'm excited to have with us the co-owner of this radio station, Michelle She. Hello, Michelle. Hi. Hello. Uh, thank you for speaking with me today. So a little bit about Michelle. Michelle has had to overcome many health challenges with her um, transplant and chronic diabetes, etc. She's also um, the owner of Slice of Life Comedy. And um, she serves on the Western Women Business Center board as well. She's a mother. And we were talking before this interview and realized we have so many things in common yeah. that we didn't even realize we had in common. Until we it's started crazy. <laughs> right. So um, I'm going to allow you to jump into, you know, introducing yourself okay. and telling the listeners a little bit and then we'll get into a conversation. All right. Um, well, I don't know specifically where to start really, but, um, but I am, um, I'm co-owner of Buzz Radio Asheville. Um, which is the, actually the sister station to Biz that we're on. Um, I also do a Slumber Party on Asheville FM and, like you said, Slice of Life Comedy. Um, and my health issues started when I was a teenager. Um, I, had, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes pretty late in life and to have type 1 um, and... Um, and they think that I had it for a long time before I was actually diagnosed, um, where uh, it just hadn't really been that um, intrusive in my life. And, um, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I've had a lot of health issues. Um, uh-huh. You know, it's, it's been um, an ongoing theme of my life. And... Um, and I always hope it'll go away. I, I still always feel like, oh, if I could just get through this one, then then I'll be back to like a normal person. And I've had to actually come to the realization this kind of late in my life of like, nope, I, it's always going to be like this. Um, mm-hmm. But um, but one thing I would love to talk to you about is we were talking right before the show and we both have daughters named Zoe that were born early. And, um, and for me, it kind of triggered some of my, my, my being pregnant with my Zoe. I, it triggered some of my health issues um, that still kind of domino effects till, till today. Um, but, but one thing that I... I um, I realized by having my my Z is that um you know I had named her Zoe and I didn't even realize that Zoe at the time that that we named her that I didn't even realize that that means that's that name means life in Greek and mm-hmm. um and and she was born so early she was a pound and a half I was 6 months pregnant and um and they're like you're going to die if you don't have her now. And um, so I did, I didn't, you know, it was scary. It was super scary. And, and I was just so, ex- so amazed that, um, 
when I found out what her name actually meant and, and she is such, so full of life now, um, that, uh, I'd, I'd love to hear about your Zoe. Is that okay? Is that okay for me to ask on your show? (laughs) You know what, what's so amazing is that even thinking about that, um, and just again, talking about that beforehand and listeners. So, you know, we both, um, had babies, our Zoe's that had to go into um, NICU. Mm-hmm. And so we also struggled after that delivery. Um, I had one stroke and Michelle, remind me, you had. I had, um, I, well, I had an initial stroke and they found out I had a condition. Um, it's called Moya Moya. Um, and because immediately after having my daughter, I started having, I had, I had a stroke during the delivery and then I started having seizures, um, Uh where I was, um, uh, vomiting blood and not to be graphic, but I was, (laughs) yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. And, um, and so, uh, so they they did an MRI on me and um and they found out I had a very rare condition which is something that you're born with but it didn't present itself until the stress of the pregnancy and um it's called moya moya which is um Japanese for puff of smoke because most people who have this condition um, you know, is our Japanese and, um, and what it is, is, uh, where in your, um, your, your vascular brain cells that like, like that are, that are in your head, um, they don't, there are a lot of little roads. This is how they said it to me. And I always use it when I say it to other people, cause, cause it makes the most sense. There are a lot of little side roads instead of a major highway that goes mm-hmm. from one side of your head to the other. So, so there, there's not enough brain or, you know, like, sorry, oxygen and blood getting from one side of your head to the other so that when something comes up, it, it causes these strokes and seizures. Mm-hmm. And um, so while my daughter was in the NICU, um, after, after she was born, she was a pound and a half. Um, I flew to California because the, the main place they do surgery, um, is, is in California at Stanford. And I flew there and had, um, surgery where they grafted, um, larger, uh, veins basically from one side on one side and then they waited two weeks and then they did the other side so that um, I would no longer be having these strokes and seizures and only a million people in the world have this condition and um, and so after that you know my health was better but I um, I came back to Asheville I was in California doing this it was only supposed to be a month and then it was six weeks and meanwhile I have a baby that I don't even know in the NICU I have not even been there for her and it was it was horrible and um and so my husband at the time and and I were both like we need to just go back and it was against um doctors 
you know, uh, orders, I guess, basically, that we left. And, um, and sure enough, when we landed, when the plane landed back in Asheville, I had a major stroke and um, ended up in uh, mission. And, um, and the only cool thing about it was at the time, it's not the this way now, but at the time, the NICU and the neurology wing were on the same floor, on the sixth uh-huh. floor. So that every day I was there, um, I got to like, you know, at first they would wheel me down to the NICU so I could see my baby. And then as I got better over the next few months, um, I was able to walk and um, and go go hang out with her. You know, I'm listening to your story and it reminds me so much of my delivery with my Zoe. Um, during my pregnancy, I have had a very difficult pregnancy. I mean, from day one before the pregnancy test, pop positive i started getting really sick oh wow um, and i had hyperemesis but before they knew it was hyperemesis they thought it was liver failure then they thought it was something else then they said oh no your kidneys like they just they had no idea because i was getting so sick um i spent majority of my pregnancy in the hospital and when i wasn't in the hospital i had to go to the cancer center to get infusions because my body I couldn't hold anything down, so I had to get vitamins um, and fluids consistently. When I went into labor with my daughter, um, the actual labor part was easy, but it wasn't a full 24 hours. The I'll never forget that day. The doctors rushed in and just took my daughter. I had no idea what was happening. She was early, but she when she was born, she was still at a healthy enough weight that they felt comfortable with her being with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, her like she was very very ill, and I had no idea. So when they came in, they like whisked her away. I'm not being told anything. It was just a matter of she's on my breast, and then they're like, we have to take her and snatched, and she's gone. Um, and come to find out she had ABO incompatibility. So that's what she was born with. What basically the entire time my body was fighting her. Um, oh, wow. And so she had the highest level of jaundice that Misha had seen. Oh, wow. Um, they did not understand how she was able to even be as healthy as she was to latch, to, to smile, to anything. They was like, she, she should not doing what she's doing um they they couldn't they couldn't understand but her lab work showed that she was very very sick and um in the midst of it maybe a couple of hours later i'm unresponsive oh at that point um they come in and like i remember them like checking everything so i had to have a cesarean and next thing i know i woke up i was in a machine um and they didn't really tell me much at the time. And they told me I was moving to the stroke floor. Um, I got on the stroke floor. And keep in mind, during this time, I'm still not being told what's wrong with my daughter. Right. Oh, wow. Um, and so I get on the stroke floor and they have no idea how to deal with me. They was like, you just had a baby. We don't have, we don't have a breast 
machine, a, a breast pump machine up here. Right. We don't have anything like where it's a child. It got to the point where I was refusing care because all I could think about was I need to see my baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it was it was scary because I had a child at home um, oh. that I wanted. You know, he got to see his sister, and then now I'm like, do I tell him his sister is no longer here? Like, what 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 do I do? And then he's trying to figure out. Well, Mama is now sick too. Yeah, and it was just a very scary thing and just being in a position like I praise you for for being able to go away and have those unknowns for so long because as a mom I know how scary it is and you want to be there you want to be able to provide Mm -hmm. all the nutrients you want to be able to you know change the diaper be there for the first poop and have that taken away yeah um it's scary it was and it's yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what happened with you? Like, um, you know, from from that point, though. So, really, they told me um, when it, when it was all said and done, they think that I had been having um, grandma seizures, but I had a freak accident when I was seven months pregnant. And got hit with a metal pole in the head. Oh, my goodness. Um, and it was, I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. I was at a fair. I'm going to say a fair instead of saying this. But listeners, those videos you see of things happening at the fair, it really does happen. Yeah. So I was at a fair and the you guy. Are, you weren't riding like the, the, the no, roller coasters. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. And the guy thought it would be a wonderful idea. You know, the big metal poles that they have, how many tickets. Right. He thought it would be a wonderful idea to pick it up. Oh, my goodness. And he picked it up and it came straight back. And my back was to him. So what everybody else saw it coming, I didn't see it coming. Oh, wow. Um, But because I was pregnant and I was considered high risk, they were scared to do anything. Yeah. So I kind of just had to deal with it. But I had foggy memory. Um, right. I mean, to this day, I get really bad migraines. Right. Um, and I will, I've had multiple blackout sessions where I, I do have a neurologist and everything. Yeah. Because they're trying to figure out what is going on. Right. Um, where I try to remember names sometimes and I'm like, I'm sorry. I know you just told me, but I just don't remember. Right. And so, you know, I, I have felt those memories and it's a lot to deal with, but um also after that i developed what they said a lot was baby blues yeah but it ended up being postpartum depression and right. i think it was because i had no time to bond to bond immediately like right yeah and so it was just like i felt awkward like i was going through the emotions yeah but it wasn't the same emotions I had with my first child. Right. And I think um, I, I kind of mourn that with my daughter too, sometimes that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had to, um, I had to pump and, um, you know, I never, I never had the, the intimacy with her that a lot of, uh, mothers have with their, with their children. And, uh, um, and it's great, you know, like, she she turned out great but it was terrifying all the way mm-hmm. you know when i went to a normal regular checkup doctor's appointment and my doctor wasn't there that day and the doctor who was there was like 
your blood pressure is too high. We're going to send you to the hospital. So I was like, okay, fine. So I went to mission, checked myself in, walked in myself, checked myself in. Um, my husband wasn't there with me that day even. I was just doing it myself. And then I get in there and they're like, okay, well, we're going to deliver her. And I, again, I was six months pregnant. I was 25 weeks and uh-huh. or 24 and a half weeks. And, um, and I was like, no. And I was just like you. I was just like, well, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not doing this. I'm not. It's too soon. And so for three days, um, I just refused to deliver her uh, you know, while I was in the hospital. And finally they came. And, um, and my mother happens to be a high risk. Um, she's retired now, but a high risk obstetrician just by happenstance and um and she was just like well we need to do this but um but the the doctor finally came in and was like listen you're gonna die and you're gonna take your daughter with you and Uh you know and at that point I was like oh okay I'll deliver (laughs) like okay yes we'll we'll do this um I you know uh but um but I was lucky enough to get uh during these three those three days they gave me um shots that helped strengthen my daughter's lungs so that um they would mature faster Uh so that um when i actually had her i could hear her cry so like you said like they just took your baby away immediately well they took mine away too but before that happened I could hear her cry and she cried so loud and so much like a regular baby and I wasn't expecting that that immediately I knew she would be okay and it helped me from that point on you know a little bit just knowing Mm -hmm. she would be okay I'm sorry it's, it's such an interesting process to go through. And, you know, even when I've told people the story and I try to have conversations about it, it's kind of one of those things that unless you've been through it. Right. You can empathize. Yeah. But it's very difficult to sympathize. With right. It. Um, because it's just an emotion that you can't explain. Right. And it's, it's a fear that you can't explain. And I and I think about like I, I think back of how much I was willing to risk for myself for the simple fact that I wanted the person that I gave life to to be okay. Oh, and I just so I true. was willing to risk, you know, so much of me because I needed this to be okay. Yeah. Um and and even when I think about just issues I've had um health scares since then. Um and a lot of mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And I realized just in this journey, I don't think I would have been as strong to be able to deal with the things that I've had to deal with if it was not for my kids. Right. Um, and I don't know if that's the same for you, but oh, they yeah. give me a very much reason to be like, okay, I have to do this another day. Like, even yeah. when I don't feel like it, my body is like, uh-uh. I'm like, no, we got to get through this. Right. We, we have to. Uh, it really I, makes I a difference. To to see them. Yeah. It, it absolutely, I absolutely feel exactly like that. That's, you, you nailed it of, of how it is and how, um, how much strength, um, knowing, you know, 
knowing that 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 this life is your responsibility and and you you know you have this love that is so much um Oh, we could go on. We could just keep talking forever. This right. Is, I mean, to, I, I'm feeling like this is going to have to be another. Like a part, part two. two. Yes. Let's yes, do a part two. About the Please. We yes. We haven't even got to like, my, I mean, that was so long ago. She's 15 now. So. Um, and my daughter is six. Oh, um, oh wow. Oh, it's such a great age. But yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know about you, but mine is like, yeah, definitely life. Like no uh, way you had that difficulty. At birth, because you would never know it looking at her now. Oh, my daughter is taller than me now, and <laughs> she's she's super. We just had a checkup for for her fifteenth, and and it was just great. And I'm so thankful. I'm thankful every day um, for her, and you know, and and again, everything I go through, even to this day, which which kind of stemmed from that time, um, including my my kidney transplant and other issues you know i'm still thankful and i'd still do it mm-hmm. again for for this chance to be a mom to her so uh. right so as we as we come to a close is yeah. there anything that like a quote or anything that gets you through um because i know you recently um had a stint in the hospital so is there something that helps you to get through those moments um, I, I have just, you know, really, um, really, especially since my transplant, um, and everything, I, I stay in moments of grace and, um, and thankfulness. And I really, um, you know, I really try to focus on, um, the things I'm, I'm grateful for instead of the things that, you know, I feel like have been taken away from me. And I have these moments of like, er, grr, like, you know, the world has taken away so much. But then I really always just bring my, my mental, you know, place back to all the things I'm grateful for. And it really helps me get through every day. Mm -hmm. It really does. So. Well, that's, that's wonderful. Right. I don't even have to follow up with anything from that because uh-huh. I talk about grace all the time, giving yourself grace. and Yeah, that, exactly. That Self-grace. Yes. yes. You got to love yes. yourself and you've got to be thankful for um, being here and and know that if you had no more purpose here, you wouldn't be here. But as long exactly. as you're here, you have a purpose and follow all right. it. Can, yeah. can you tell the listeners how to get in touch with yeah. you? Yeah. Sure. Um, I, you can find me. I'm Michelle Sheeve at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. It's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-S-C-H-E-V-E. And, um, and I'm also Slice of Life Comedy, um, Slumber Party on Asheville FM, uh, Matt and Michelle Outdoors. Um, I know there's other things, but <laughs> there's ways to find me. I'm out there. Thank you so much, yeah, Thank you, Tor. And so, y'all heard listeners, despite every obstacle she's had to overcome, she is still booked and busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, listeners, as always, you can find me at bizradioashville.com or on social media, Instagram, and Facebook at Simply Tour. 
Until we speak again, remember to continue to practice in self-care. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.